0: Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we will be discussing Freemasonry and immortality. Over to you, Brother Angel. Thank you.
1: Uh, though Freemasons re- refrain from getting involved in debates on politics or religion, I think the first three Grand Masters, uh, de Sagulia, Payne, and Seya, Uh, had very strong views on the subject of immortality which we mentioned in our last podcast. We can see from the ritual uh, that there are five heavily emphasized passages that state the soul is immortal. And as we will see, this was probably related to the theological position of John Calvin. This is important because uh, John de Sagulier was French and uh, he was brought up as a Huguenot and the Huguenots uh, followed the teachings of John Calvin. So de Sagulier would have been familiar with them. Uh, We know that Masons believed in immortality, but I think it may have been what we call a conditional immortality, Uh, that is, Immortality is only granted to those who lead virtuous lives. And that's why there's so much em- emphasis on morality and virtue in the degrees. Mm-hmm. In the third degree, uh, there are dozens of references to uh, immortality. And I will bring up a few in a moment. Uh, First, I'd just like to talk about de Sagulier. He was born in 1683. And. Um, uh, lived in a Huguenot community in London. And he probably didn't know much about the fighting. Uh, he would have heard from his f- father or his from his relatives about the fighting between the Catholics and the Huguenots in France. Um, but uh, that's the background to his um, his upbringing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was he was brought up as uh, in Calvinism. Uh, His father was actually a a Calvinist minister, and uh, he would have, his father would have obviously convinced de Sagulier the necessity of a a correct understanding about life after death. Uh, Secondly, the phrase, the architect of the universe, was used by Calvin to refer to God, and this is this is probably where De Sagulia
0: first heard the phrase and decided to use it in the ritual of Freemasonry. When I hear <clears throat> the term architect of the universe, it reminds me of the platonic term um, of the of the demiurge, the, the builder. It's um, mm. that phrase just rings with me when I hear it.
1: Yeah, yes. So uh, when we look at the exposes and the books I wrote. Uh, focus on understanding the exposés that were written before speculative masonry started so Freemasonry started in 1717 but there were some dozen uh, exposés written before that and we can see that uh, even in the exposé of 1730 there is no phrase the architect of the universe Uh, so I think Um, de Sagulier probably introduced this phrase uh, based on his Calvinist beliefs. Uh, Another point about um, immortality is the Tau Cross, which is formed by the feet. This symbol is a very subtle symbol, um, which we call the first lesson in Freemasonry. And then again, as a past master, uh, the master will see the Tau Cross on on his apron as the last lesson as well. The Tau Cross was used as a symbol for immortality,
0: um, for the, the degrees. I'd just like to point out the importance of the Tau Cross as a symbol for the listeners and also brethren to please research it if they're not familiar with it. It does crop up quite a lot and it's very important in, in the history of esotericism. Um, if you'd like to have a little bit of a, a deeper, Deeper dive, please refer to Christopher's books, uh, Spiritual Alchemy, and also Royal Arch. There's some excellent sections on there with regards to the Power Cross. And um, I'm staring at page 199 at the moment. And yes, (laughs) full of information. Please have a look. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thank you. Um, uh, For the third degree, uh, I think the grandmasters wanted a more visible symbol, and they chose the sprig of flowering acacia. Um, again the acacia as a symbol of immortality uh, is sort of a more of a metaphysical symbol the wood is very hard so it wasn't attacked by animals or insects and also uh, so it represented the incorruptible nature of the soul it couldn't be attacked and as acacia is found in very arid dry land The roots have to go down very deeply to get water, and this suggests that in a simile, uh, our lives should be deeply rooted in God, and I think this is how the Freemasons of the time
0: would have thought about that symbol. Interesting, very interesting. So where would you say immortality is indicated in the ritual?
1: Well, most of the references are to be found in the third degree, which I I think of as a, a Christian degree. Um, for example, the three steps in a lodge. As master masons, uh, we may enjoy the happy reflections consequent on a well-spent life and die in the hope of a glorious immortality. And at the end of the lecture, uh, there's a couple of references. For example, acacia, that reminds us reminds us of that far better and immortal part which survives the grave, and it being the inspiration of that divinity whom we adore and bearing the nearest resemblance of that supreme intelligence which pervades all nature and which can never, never, never die. So I must point out that I use the ritual of the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts, so the wording may be different in in other lodges. Um, But if you want more detail about Immortality and the Third Degree, uh, can I suggest um, my book, uh, Quest for Immortality,
0: or the second one, Freemasonry, Royal Arch. Both of which I would highly recommend. And thank you, Brother Arnshaw. That brings this episode to a close. If you have any questions, please email on the link below. And we now part on the square, and we will meet soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.